I feel like you were always the one who was like, oh no, we're recording. Oh no, I didn't watch episodes. So I uh, now I know what it's like to, to be you, to see a text from you at 11 o'clock last night being like, 10.30 still working? I was like, who, what now? <laughs> I don't think I've done that that often. I think I've done it more than you, but I don't think I, it's not like every time Ooh. like, huh? No, 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 I, no, no. I have a podcast. I, I, but, but, but I would say it's probably happened half a dozen times. We were like, oh, yes. I mean, we've been doing this for almost five years. So that's, I, that's I will say it wasn't like I was like, days before last night like oh yes on saturday it's like i was we were watching we came home from thanksgiving and we'll do our little thanksgiving catch up here in a sec um and tara had energy i did the first like two-thirds of the drive and then like was like i can't i like pulled over and she goes she was asleep and she goes what are you doing i go I either have to take a nap or you have to drive. Like either what? one's going to happen in this Burger King parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> was uh was it raining? A little. It wasn't okay. too bad. Um, um so she ended up driving. I got back and I was like, I'm still tired. She goes, I have a ton of energy. And I had brought down the, the Christmas stuff before we left. And so we got we got Christmas stuff up last night. So that was a lot of fun. And then we started watching Christmas Vacation, which I will be honest i did not say this to tara but it's starting to lose its luster for me like it's it I, i've just been like eh. so we turned on the commentary and it was a whole new experience oh, because i love watching watching with commentary on movies that i've like seen a bunch yeah and i never really thought about doing it with christmas movies and now i think we're doing it with all our christmas movies this year i've done it with love actually and it's yeah i, I heard really, that's good yeah i really enjoy that one now, I know that, and Tara, I don't know if she still listens to our episodes, but if she does, she's already laughing about the story I'm going to tell, because <laughs> Tara has watched the commentary so many times, and then she forgets she's told me little facts about Love Actually, so when it comes to it, and I can see she's about to turn around and tell me facts, I go, did you know, and I like try and pull the fact out before she gets to it, Like I'm like, did you know that this singer um, in the wedding was a big, big deal in in Britain, and just didn't it didn't go over with American audiences? Like she's like, I hate you so much. Uh. Like, so, but it's I would a hundred percent suggest the Christmas Vacation one because it's Randy Quaid before he went off the deep end, and it's oh, I forgot the actress's name, but it's who plays cousin Eddie's wife. Oh, yeah, it's I don't Beverly know. D'Angelo who carries the whole thing because oh. she seems so excited, like not carries it, but like is like it's like she, if you told me she got everyone together to do this, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised because she was so excited to do it. It's Johnny Galecki who plays Rust. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't say a lot like he seems like one of those actors who's like a weird introvert who's also an actor. So wait, when like because he was obviously a child when they found that like what? How long after was this commentary recorded? Like the 20th anniversary or something? I'll double check because it's over 10 years ago. Okay. It's so it's like, <laughs> I mean, this sounds weird to say, but it's it's this century, but I don't think it's very far into this century. Okay. Like, okay. So like maybe, maybe he wasn't on we Big Bang college. Theory yet. I don't think so. Like he definitely was an adult. Okay. But they, they kept um, anytime, like... The scene where the girl's pulling up her dress to be like, so, look, no panty line. He's there. They're like, I, so they're I like, have to hey. say, I, I've seen Christmas Vacation once. Well, so. anytime there was any like horny jokes around him or like mm-hmm. he, they made a, he made a comment where he's like, all my friends kept asking me if I ever made out with Juliet Lewis. And they're all like, did you? And then after that, like anytime they were in a room, they're like, so, so Johnny, how'd this scene go? He's like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> like they kept giving him like a lot of crap, but they 
bury Chevy Chase. Like, like they don't flat out like make fun of him, but like they say stuff that you can tell they're giving each other looks. Like, uh huh. Like, I there's mean, this craniac. Y'all didn't see the look I just just gave Ryan yeah. when he was. It was it was a like a like a shocked look. Like, yeah. ser- seriously, in that I enjoy that because I've heard that not great things about him in the past like 10 years it is funny because there are parts where you can tell they're like okay now we're gonna say something nice about chevy because like he's a legitimate comedy like Mm -hmm. genius but at the same time they're like like (laughs) johnny galecki was like oh any scene where you just see me chevy's off 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 camera pointing at me when i should talk because he didn't like my comic timing Great. Not at all stressful for a child actor. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, I was completely puppeted through this whole movie. Like, and there's all this weird stuff. So there's a lot of funny stuff like that where they're talking about. They bury Chevy Chase a lot. They say some good things about it. Anytime there's a scene where Chevy Chase gets hurt a lot, the director goes, oh, this is my favorite scene. <laughs> so it, it's, I mean, it's this, worth this, this, this is a topic for another podcast. I don't really want to go deep into this, but it does make me wonder. Well, I mean, I, there's lots of reasons why, but like. I feel like it's only really around the time that community was on that you started hearing about what a nightmare Chevy Chase was to work with. And I feel like you did not hear these things all throughout the eighties and nineties. I think you heard it, but the problem with community is that the showrunner was also a very huge, strong, not necessarily easy to get along with personality. So they clashed. Mm. I mean, I'll see if I can find the articles or a video about it because there's a lot of stuff on it. And I'll post it so we'll skip talking about it. But there's a lot. Of, I, it's one okay. of those things I kind of follow because okay. I like Dan Harmon. I I like him as a comedy person. As he's kind of the same thing as Chevy Chase, where it's like, I what a horrible human being, but what a funny oh. person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was about to say like Conan O'Brien, not Conan O'Brien. I don't think he's a horrible human being. I do think Conan O'Brien oh, no. Conan O'Brien sounds very hard to work with, and just that he expects so much of himself, and I think it, he expects a lot of the people around him. Well, I'm sure there's a Frasier, like Kelsey Grammer. I'm sure there's stories where it's like, he's the star of the show, but everyone's like, oh, Kelsey was being difficult this yeah. day or something like that. So. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, how was they, your Thanksgiving? It was it was great. We were in Dallas from Wednesday noon until late Friday afternoon. Both my parents ended up getting sick, not COVID, but just kind of under the weather or just some mm-hmm. gunk or whatever. So, um, but don't worry. We went to Uncle Gary's. Um, happy oh, to... Happy to say, guys, Uncle Gary is alive and well. Says hello to all craniacs. Um, did he put a lampshade on his head and dance on the table? He did not. He was wearing a Hawaiian shirt though, which was very fun. Um, and um, and he did he he did like almost all of the cooking. Like he cooked almost everything. Um, and no, it was a it, it was a it was a real delight. So yeah, we're y'all in. We. Seattle, we just had some technical difficulties. My power just went out for like three seconds for no reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, weird. Um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, you were talking about Uncle Gary. You were saying... Yeah, and it, I was saying, I, I said, we're y'all in Plano. And you were like, you said yes. And I said, yes. I didn't know we were in the same Metroplex. And then you started to say something. Oh, we did our, when we're in the area, typical meet uh, my friend Jason at Snuffers and then immediately text each other the next day and go, we need to stop eating at Snuffers. Ah! Um, uh, what did you have? I assume loaded cheese fries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a situation where I feel like 
Thanksgiving expanded my belly because I was just hungry. I, I have, I'm usually like, oh, I'm so full and I don't eat as much. And then later I go, oh, I have all these leftovers. I just kept eating. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. I was a bottomless pit. I, um, so this is not to be like, look at my self control, but like, I, <laughs> like, no Thanksgiving food is like my absolute favorite thing. Like, I, yeah, I'll, I'll enjoy some turkey. I, I like mashed potatoes. I don't really care for stuffing. Although this year my aunt made a mushroom stuffing that was delicious. Um, mm. I made my corn casserole. That's like five ingredients that you find on like the back of a Jiffy cornbread box. But all those things, I'm like, that's good. And then I'm I'm good. Like, I'm not like, let me go in for seconds of all of these things. I mean, I think I did get some. Actually, we had ham and turkey. We were just, mm. uh, we were fancy. So I had a lot of people do that this year. Yeah, it was it was it was nice because you know ham is so salty, so it was nice to have something to like break up the mm-hmm. um, turkey. Although the turkey was also really good, and then I had a helping of each dessert, so my pecan pie, <laughs> and then this Oreo pudding that my uncle's sister makes that is just like so good. Um, and then literally, it was it was like I took my last bite of my pecan pie and was and my stomach was like no more. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went from like pleasantly full to just like oh god. <laughs> Luckily, I was wearing yeah, leggings. Yeah, I was so just stretchy, like, stretchy anytime someone's like, I'm going to get some leftovers. I'm like, yeah, heat me up something. You know, I was just like, okay, I got to have some more. And I was like, I think it was partly like, I, I don't like that people, I, I don't like when people bag on Thanksgiving food. Like, I understand not liking people are like, it's overrated and turkey is a stew. I'm like, if I'm like, I always, every year I do say I will in the middle of the year at a weird time roast a turkey because of all the leftovers and all the things you can do with it like we we make uh like turkey uh, thanksgiving sandwiches we make thanksgiving quesadillas we saw one this year where it was like how to make a, 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 a thanksgiving egg roll <laughs> with everything in it and all this stuff and we, i like all this stuff and i was just like it's always so cheap throughout the year and you get all this meat i always think about doing it anyway we got uh cowboy chicken which is like a rotisserie chicken place mm-hmm they do turkeys and they were really good. So we had that taken care of. And then it was just, we'll just do the sides. And then it was kind of like a little bit of, a, we had plans, but then it was like, well, here's a recipe. What's this? Let's make this real quick. And it was all stuff like mix all this together, dump it in a casserole mm-hmm. dish, stick it in the oven. And I will say, I love my mom, but if I hadn't gone in there and started being like, okay, give, like I just took things out of her hand and started making them because she was like, well, oh, okay, well, let's see what other, let's go, this is a good time to organize the spice drawer. Ah. And, oh, what's this in the, ki-? I'm like, we have, like, this is a time-sensitive thing for us to eat at a certain time. And, and and that's, it's, you know, there's probably a whole therapy session on this, but it's one of the things, like, when we sit down to eat and Tara, like, gets up and does stuff, like, I'm like, sit down and eat. Like, <laughs> it drives me nuts because my mom is always the last one to sit down and eat because she's getting up and she's getting eight different things. And, oh, she thought of something that would be a fun little centerpiece or hey let's go do this and i'm like and then like if we eat she starts yelling at us don't eat till everyone's at the table and then i'm like well sit your ass down so like now it's like a real pet peeve of mine it's like if the kitchen's dirty the kitchen's dirty we'll clean we'll, we'll take time afterwards but we're gonna sit down we're gonna relax dinner's gonna be a nice thing and so it, it worked with this but i was saying earlier did did uncle larry uncle gary get up on the uh, uh, uh table my mom got up on the table now she was doing it to change a light <laughs> But uh, the whole time I was like, oh, God, here we go. Mom's up on the table. And she was like, shut up and like kicking at me. <laughs> I was like, it just really made me laugh. Um, well, here's the question. What time did y'all have? What time did you sit down to Thanksgiving dinner? Three. Okay. There's, you know, I feel like every year on Twitter, someone is like, you know, like 
what time does your family eat, the, eat Thanksgiving dinner or what to you is the best time? And I'd say that three to five time range is mm-hmm. like usually where my family, we, we got like this year, I got to Uncle Gary's a little before three, primarily because I had to make my corn casserole because once my, like my dad was running a fever on Thanksgiving, I was going to make the casserole at their house. And I was like, I'm not making <laughs> food for everybody in a house yeah. that is of illness. So, um, so, uh, and usually we sit down like around 4.30, usually kind of around halftime of the Cowboy game is when we'll like sit mm-hmm. down to, to eat. But um, I, I, you know, frequent guest, friend of the pod, frequent guest, Kyle, um, his family has perhaps what, what to me is like the, the most insane um, Thanksgiving schedule, which is uh, everybody, his mom hosts for her side of the family and everybody on her side has another Thanksgiving to go to at like one or two or something. Mm-hmm. So and she, and she wa- wants hers to be more of a dinner anyway, like not a not at like three or four. She wants it to be like you know six or seven. Um, that people show up starting around six with raw ingredients to make the item that they are contributing. Like his, six p.m. Yes, like his uncle shows up and starts peeling potatoes for his mashed potatoes that he is going to make. Well, granted, mashed potatoes don't take all that long, but like. Do you know what time they sat down? I was texting with 10 p.m. Uh, 8.52 p.m. is when they sat down to dinner. Like, Casey and Kyle had put their son to bed because he is two and went to bed at 7.30. <laughs> um, I, and- I, I would have I had to leave. Like, I would have just been like, I but, have to go because no, it's... Do you guys want me here complaining about this every second until we eat or that, do you want no, me to leave? But they're prepared for it. This is how it is every year is that because now they're used to it so now like they plan like one family member used to host a brunch around 11 a.m and that's where you would go and kind of fill up knowing you weren't going to eat for 10 more hours so no psychos that's a that's a house of of psychopaths we were texting and uh i don't know we were just like texting updates on what how our thanksgivings were going and I, I don't remember what Kyle, Kyle said something and I was like, and you still have eight hours until you will be sitting down to eat. <laughs> so it was yeah. like 1 and sure enough, he was like clock at 8.52. Thanksgiving dinner was served. And then they finished at um, five till midnight. No, I hate this. Like, this makes me mad. Like, first I was anxious hearing about it and now I'm legitimately angry. And Kyle, you are wrong. I don't like to, to, oh, to oh, no, shame no. other people's traditions no, and Kyle whatever. Doesn't, no one likes this. No one who attends likes this. So, but it's do that, something, I, be the change you want to see in the world. Well, I, uh, if I recall correctly, Kyle's mom's favorite, absolute favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. And she has said she doesn't care if she ever has Christmas with Kyle and Casey and their son. That Thanksgiving is a holiday she wants. Like she will, as long as she can always have Thanksgiving, you know, they can go wherever for Christmas. Um, and that's, that's the demands of a hostage taker. <sighs> what you've just explained, like you're saying that like, well, she said this, it's like, yes. And if I said, what if, what if I did that to you, all our friends is like, it's like, guys, I don't care about anything else, but we are doing Arbor day and we are doing Arbor day. Right. Like just because it's Thanksgiving, it's one of the major ones. Everyone's like, well, okay, gr- grandma. I mean, as someone who also loves Thanksgiving, I can appreciate a fellow, you know, person who has Thanksgiving as their favorite holiday. But um, I just, I was like, that probably takes the cake. I think any earlier, I think like one or two is a little too early for me. Um, because especially if it's a day that I have off, I have probably slept in a little bit. I've not had breakfast until like 11 or 1130. So one right. o'clock, I'm not hungry yet. I, I'm okay with doing the lunch thing, but like that's for morning people. And that's not me. So, like, as long as you're cool with me bringing something, like, cold or something that I can just throw in the whatever, mm-hmm. or you not bring anything at all, I'm fine with that. Too late, I'm like, no, you missed Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving has passed. Because 
that again feels like a hostage situation you're being asked to like sit there and watch like if it was like hey guys everyone show up at 8 30 and then we're gonna eat like no you've created a hostage situation part of the issue is that everybody shows up late like at six o'clock casey texted us and said no one is here none of the people who were supposed to arrive at six have arrived so that that's part they they are part of the issue so i hate it so much (laughs) um i you know i i don't know anything about those family dynamics but um i just it it was comical like when they finish when kyle texted that they had finished thanksgiving dinner i had been asleep for an hour and a half (laughs) like oh yeah i took a big nap after this one too and i and i feel like i'm reaching that age where like i literally woke up and i was like i can't wait for my nap later today that no one's gonna tell me i can't take yeah, I I actually well, we all know how much I love my laurel naps. I I took a very very minor one, like a twenty minute one. Was it on Thanksgiving or was it? Yeah, it must have been on Thanksgiving. Um, just yeah, with mm. uh, w- with my parents' house being a hotbed of illness, um, we we went back to our hotel and just like like watched Jurassic Park and other movies that just happened to be on. Because on Thanksgiving, <laughs> they just put movies on and it was great. Let's talk real quick i don't want to get too much into christmas because i feel like that could be our next episode but after our discussion last time i went on hulu to probably watch fraser or something i think i'm watching the strain right now i started that but i'm not anyway um and it was like he do you want to it was like you know how you see it and there's all the like you scroll down and it's like zany comedies mm-hmm. or like action movies and it's got those weird like descriptive lists of 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 way they categorize movies every single one had two to three hallmark esque Mm -hmm. christmas movies in Mm -hmm. it and i was like what is going on it was like do you want to see a zany comedy and it's like uh christmas chestnuts man you know and then it was like do you want to see an action adventure and it's like you know uh the the candy cane man is back it was like you know that wasn't one but i don't know it was just like oh we saw uh, everything a preview for a movie starring john leguizamo coming out in theaters called violent night oh violent night looks great <laughs> what no so it's david harbour is 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 it's only i only thought it was interesting because it's by the same people who did john wick and miss and mr nobody and i was like oh i'm into this but it's Beverly D'Angelo from Christmas Vacation oh, is like all, the grandma all roads in that. lead back to Christmas Vacation. <laughs> um, I'm interested in that one. Okay, uh, well. I thought it was a horror movie at first when I saw the thing. I was like, I don't want to watch a Christmas horror movie because I see those like pop up all the oh, time. Yes. Um, real quick about Christmas movies. So when you were talking about uh, Christmas Vacation, we went and watched Home Alone last night, like the urban drive-in mm-hmm. that's here in Austin. Um, oh, that's cool. Which is fun because then I get to talk through the whole thing and point out things, um, which I'm sure is a real treat for, you know, my partner. But um, point out just like different little things that I like notice about the movie and stuff without disturbing other patrons. It's nice to see it on a big screen and everything. But um, I just while Home Alone 2 is still my favorite um, of the two because I love New York so much. I love the little bits and bits and parts of Home Alone. So Mm -hmm. Home Alone 2 is your favorite, you said? Yes, like writ large. Yeah. I love Home Alone 2, but I love some parts of Home Alone so much. Um, also, I mean, I just can't ignore the fact that I have a sweatshirt that says, Buzz, your girlfriend, woof. I, do you know that's a boy? Yes. Yes, because okay. I told that. I, I shared I that figured, fact with I last we night. Share that. that it's a boy um, dressed up as a girl because they thought it was too mean to take an actual like teenage girl and make her... Yes. I think you're quoted on this as saying that you thought home alone 2 was better than home alone 1 and i some reason that sunk in my brain and every time we watch home alone 2 i go no 
No. Oh, well, well uh, oh, okay. Yeah, fair. I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily think it's better. I think they're, even though the plot is exactly the same, I do think they're two very different movies yes. and have different kind of beats to them. Also, I mean, guys, you, two ways to get me to love a movie, set it in New York or London, and it will automatically rise in esteem for me. So, Well, like I said, don't want to go too much into Christmas, but Tara and I will be uh, driving to New Jersey <laughs> to go spend, yes, Yes, we're gonna take. We've got like two and a half weeks off of work because she's a, she's got her own boss, and I have a lot of extra time. So we're like, let's do it. So we're gonna go to New Jersey, but we're think we're looking at spending a day in New York and getting some Broadway tickets. But we keep talking about, do we want to get a limo with a uh, plain cheese pizza all to ourselves and drive around? Do you know? So there is something. Um, my friend Krista just did this called I think Broadway Roulette is for lack of a better word, I don't know if that's a, its official name. I can find out if you're interested, but you basically are like, here's how much I want to spend on tickets. Here's why I'm interested in a play or musical. And you can also veto like some options that they provide you. Right. Like, I don't want to see any of these. And then just the day of, they're like, here's, and it's like good seats. And they're like, she saw There's, it in the woods. We have a pro, uh, a friend who works at TCKT or whatever. Tickets, TKTS, tickets. Yeah, he works there. And that's, mm. yeah, you go, you do that. You go and you go, I want this, this, this. I don't know if we're going to do that. We have okay. a uh, well. It all boiled down to I've been like weirdly obsessed with the Beetlejuice musical, like which I didn't think I would enjoy, and this then like I started watching stuff. All. Do what? This does not surprise me at all. I was like, oh, they'll never do. How could it be like the movie? And it's very different from the movie. But now I've watched some like things. I'm like, okay, I want to see this. And I said, I like brought up two things to Tara where she was like, are you like super into this musical? And I am not into musicals, you know, like I don't like listen to that. I'm like, Oh yeah, I know like two of the songs. Like, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. like I usually don't do it until after I've seen it. She's like, do you want to see it while we're up there? And that could be our gift to each other. And now it's turning into, well, maybe we want to see two shows in one day and that'll Ooh. be it. Oh yeah. Uh, and I, did, I think I did we're that. leaning towards wicked as the other show. Maybe w- wicked is always great. Wait, have you ever seen wicked? Right. No. Oh, okay. I mean, w- Wicked. I've seen. Not to be like, I've seen Wicked three times, but I have seen Wicked. She three literally times. flipped their hair back, folks. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, it's always, it's always good. Um, it's, it's such a like a stalwart one to just to see. There's like, a couple that disappointed. W- well, we have a friend who just did a, her. We're getting tickets probably through her friend, who's like. I would say he's also our friend, but he's mostly her friend. Um, it's one of those situations. You know what I'm talking about. Like we're friendly with the guy, but they're friends. This oh, yes. is really stupid. I don't know why I'm going so far into this. Yeah. Um. But he's got like he gets cheaper tickets. They went and did like a week in Broadway and saw like 16 shows, <gasps> like or something. So she's like, "Oh, here are all my recommendations. Some like it hot is good. There's this thing called like Anne Juliet, which is supposed to be pretty good. It's like, Amazing. what if Juliet didn't commit suicide mm-hmm. when she found out Romeo had? Mm-hmm. And it's like pop songs. It's like a jukebox musical. Like I'm like that's interesting." I was interested in Hades Town, and Tara's like, "Nope, we're not seeing something that heavy. I need to see something very oh, light." I'm did like, cool. I tell you I saw Hades Town here in Austin? It was the last show of my Broadway subscription, and I really didn't like it. Oh, really? I was it really underwhelmed. Right I was really bored by it. I that's a I bummer. Just yeah, I, which I mean, it won Best Musical, so obviously I might be in the minority. But um, I talked to some other people about it, and they were, a lot of people had the same thought. But um, and then some people are like, "It's my favorite musical of the last five years." So. You know, your mileage may vary, but I made a joke about seeing the Harry Potter thing and Tara was just like, no, we do not have time. (laughs) Okay, it is so good, though. But I think it'll also be there for a little like Beetlejuice ends in January is one of the reasons we're doing it. Harry Potter one will be there for a while. And Um, and their touring thing isn't coming to Texas. So, yeah, Um, it's 
it, yeah, that, I mean, you do have to dedicate seven hours to it, though. You either see it all in one day or you see it two nights in a row. So, but it is, mm-hmm. for as terrible as reading the script of that Harry Potter play is, that is how good the the play is. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, well, we're going to like, that's the thing is we don't, it's not a New York trip. It's a trip to see everybody. Cause I haven't been up in New Jersey in like four, almost five years. Oh, wow. So like, that's part of why we're doing so, all this. Here's a question. What, where are y'all stopping on the way? So on the way up, we're going the first day, I believe is sulfur Springs. And then we're, we're doing a big, long drive day and getting almost out of Tennessee. Wait, and so, then we're spending so, one night in wait, the first day is sulfur Springs. Texas so oh. it's like because we yeah. she has to do something in the morning oh okay so like we have like a half day of driving available okay. so it's like I was about to just, say, that is still in the state of Texas <laughs> yeah so it's like trying to get us like just as far as we can go till we feel comfortable you know like I don't like driving super long times the next day is like a 12 hour and that's usually about as long as I like to mm-hmm. drive mm-hmm. um and so the next day is 12 hours so we're almost out of Tennessee and then we're going to go to DC and see all our friends that night the next night oh. And we have we're staying with friends in Silver Spring, and then doing the rest of the drive that getting up early and going and getting to, to Jersey, there for days. Have friends in New York, and then the 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 drive back is more of like get up and drive almost a full day, mm-hmm. almost a full day. like the drive back is like just getting back. Yeah, yeah. And less of like stopping. Like the the way there is a little longer because of like some scheduling stuff. But yeah, well, and that's good. You get to take Lady with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was I pet. So she's gonna be excited. Not, not about the drive, but about everything <laughs> yes. else. But it'll be her first time in New Jersey, won't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. She's met some of those dogs before. Funny enough, though. So oh. she won't be totally out of place. Okay. Well. They came. They went. They joined us in Colorado. So. Ah. Well, yes. Andy was uh, thrilled to to see Leo, of course, at Thanksgiving, oh. and um, Leo basically went on a hunger strike. <laughs> really like, like didn't really eat and just looked very depressed the whole time and then when we got back to austin he was like okay <laughs> lady stayed with grandma the whole time because we stayed at my sister's place and she's got cats and lady does not do well with cats mm. and my mom was like i don't know how this is going to be and then like by the next day like she was taking pictures of lady in bed with her <gasps> like she was throwing turkey like i almost said at her but you know what i mean like she stood up and all this turkey fell out and lady was like oh boy and i'm like do you do does that happen a lot mom do you just have turkey in your lap yeah. and just Food is just springing off your lap, and that's why ladies following you around. Okay, but Laurel, let's let's, let's get, talk Fraser. Let's get started. It's been almost an hour since we started recording. No, let's let's try and go through this. I think we're gonna do this. Do we want to do this as one episode? Yes, let's I, do, ish. Let's do it as one episode. I've got two different ratings. I will say that, but we'll kind of barrel oh, okay. through. Okay, well, yeah. Quick. Let's talk. We we can say like where that we we just don't need to do a full like yeah break. You know of between the so, two. The first one is Rooms with a View. Season 10, uh, episode which, 8. Do you want to say hello, Seattle? Like Hello, oh, geez. Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs, and we don't have time for Pleasant pleasantries. <laughs> it's time to talk. It's time to talk, Frazier. Uh, rooms with a View. Uh, the Crane family keeps a tense vigil while Niles has open heart surgery, each remembering various experiences they've had in a hospital. That's a great, um, that's a great description. It's a weird episode. It is. I wrote down just like in the middle of nothing. Why did they decide to do this episode? Like, yeah, it's it reminded me a little bit of like a Grey's Anatomy episode where yes, they do. Well, I have not watched Grey's Anatomy in almost 10 years. So this is me well, guessing. But didn't she just leave? Um, finally, yes. Meredith Grey did just leave, which I don't know how Grey's Anatomy continues without Meredith Grey. But again, I haven't watched in 10 years. So but where there's a lot of I don't know, it really 
hits a lot of emotional highs and stuff. And I'm not mad they did this this way. It's just so abrupt mm-hmm. that, well, yeah. It just felt like they were pull- tugging on heartstrings that they had just recently established. Like if Niles had been having like potential health issues all year or all season that led to this, mm-hmm. I feel like that would have been something. But it was like the whole thing about Niles going to the hospital was a surprise at the end of last episode. Well, I feel like that was a little truthful to real life and that that's what they were saying. Like, Niles felt fine. This all happened yesterday and suddenly he's having open heart surgery. Like, I think that was supposed to be, I mean, from a TV writing perspective, yes, it's a little hasty, but. um, I guess for a dramedy, that would make sense. But like, considering that it was such a format change, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, if it just been like kind of a more serious episode, but it was also this weird, like. You know, they, they've. We, I keep talking about in the last few. I feel like closer in the later seasons, they play with the like um, magical reality thing. Like they had the one where like they were in old episodes yes. or something yes. and stuff like that. Um, and like this one was even shot differently. Like there were lots of weird angled single cams on people and just yeah, yeah. I was just a little. Uh, I don't know. Um, but I will say, spoiler, everybody. I I cried in this episode. <laughs> Not not like sobbing, but just tear tearlets, and then just fell. <laughs> well, I I will say, I went into this, and we're getting near. I'm getting near the end, and I'm like, this is getting a super low rating. This is dumb. And then the thing at the end, where it was the vision or the future or whatever of Daphne mm-hmm. and Niles having kids and kind of mirroring that's it because i will say i was like i was gonna give this like two out of ten and then it jumped up like wow. i didn't i didn't like this episode it didn't do much for me i was weird i thought some of the stuff was cool but it felt so out of place and then all of a sudden that last scene for some reason i went oh, they're gonna have kids someday and like i don't know why that really like got to me i still didn't give this what i consider a passing grade and we'll go into that later but I, it definitely went up um, it also did went up a few points because of Martin with a mustache. Ah! It was amazing. His cop mustache. Yes. So good. I So I, one thing I really liked about this episode is I feel like they do really hit on the different ways that different members of a family cope with someone having a medical emergency. Like how Martin mm-hmm. doesn't want you to worry. So he acts like everything's fine. And Martin kept being like, come on, you lazy bones. Yeah. And I like that they they did that and then and it wasn't like i you know like he's gonna have to get over that and ever you know i expected him to be like dad will you just please take this i thought mm-hmm. it was gonna be like that sort of thing and he just goes oh come on lazy bones he went over he's like hey i'm gonna be here when you get like you know he's yeah. like like i'm putting on a brave face for everyone else but i want you to know i am i do know you're gonna be here like he's like i'm being a goofball but yeah well like, seriously mm-hmm. you're gonna do fine my dad is the fraser in this instance and in that he does all of the research doesn't argue with the doctor in that sense but like when when members of our family my my dad's an engineer he's not he's not gonna argue with a doctor but like when members of my family have had medical issues that have been kind of like long-term or something my dad has a binder that he puts together of like the medication they're taking you know articles he's read just things like that so fraser's handouts really reminded me of of that um that was kind of one thing that bothered me about this is I feel like they had these big, broad comedy moments, and then they'd have kind of like subtler or more subtle. Is subtler a word? Subtler's not a word. More subtle? More subtle. More subtle sounds more correct. Sounds better. Look at that. More subtle, like kind of like jokes that felt like him kind of making a joke in the in the world of Frasier. 
And then like the audience wouldn't laugh at those, even though they were funny. Like you'd say something that's kind of like kind of trying to cheer up the mood about Niles. It was kind of like a little chuckle, and there'd be no reaction from the audience. Mm -hmm. So that then when they did something ridiculous, and the audience was like, like I'd be like, oh, this is a comedy. That's right. Mm -hmm. Like there'd be these weird gaps where it, it, it. that was the th- problem with that. It's like the drama was like, this is out of nowhere. And then it also made the comedy feel out of place in a comedy that I was like, I don't like this. That's why I gave it such a low score. I suppose I felt that a lot of that was very realistic, though, in that even in these really serious, scary medical situations, you do find moments of comic relief where mm-hmm. you laugh and you kind of feel bad for laughing. Um, yeah. Well, I don't even think they were setting it up to feel bad for laughing. It was just that the audience didn't. Oh, no. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I didn't really want to see realism in my Frasier, I guess. That's I don't fair. Know. That's fair. Um, I don't know. I, I A lot of this resonated with me of just various times family members have been in the hospital. So I found I found a lot of this very, mm-hmm. like, realistic, and but also, like, enjoyed that they were still, like, Martin being obsessed about getting that chunky bar and stuff yes. and, like, everybody going around trying to find change for him and things like that. Um, Daphne just breaking the thing was amazing. So, so good. So good. Um, I I do want to touch on a few things. The card from Gertrude that the episode opens with. Yes. It's just like, Niles, we never really... I know... What is I, 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 I know we haven't I know we haven't along. always gotten along. <laughs> nothing. Nothing else. <laughs> um... I, Maris uh, calling threw me off. I was like, "Give threw me a break." Me off too. Um, although I do love that Jaime, the squash valet, is a sending flowers, <laughs> but also telling Maris. Um, and I, well, I, I thought it added to a very funny joke. And to be a hundred percent honest, it does feel like the way they handled it was Maris would call and be like, "Why am I the last to know?" Like it, it, Maris made it about Maris, mm-hmm. and then the whole like, "Go ahead and put the sedative in." Yeah. <laughs> was really funny. This this reminds me though of when my mom broke her hip and she like had like a morphine pump and mm-hmm. anytime she would get a little cranky or sassy or like give me some lip I would just go over to the morphine pump and buy the button until I maxed her out and I'd be like okay. Oh, <laughs> um, I used to read Jughead Double Digest. I was really excited to see Jughead Double Digest make a. Uh, I, I also enjoyed that Martin just kept bringing in Archie, Archie comics. comics. Yeah, it's really funny. Um. I liked the lipstick bit with Roz mm-hmm. and Colleen, the nurse. I didn't. I thought it was weird that they were like, and then she didn't remember her. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It felt like they were saying something weird about like, oh, and then Roz never remembered. What I, I was like, are you calling Roz a jerk? Like, what's going on here? I, see, I. It's funny in my mind. I like wrote the reason why Roz didn't remember. Where it's like, oh, in those first you know year of parenthood, everything mm-hmm. is such a blur. Your memory is shot. You're not sleeping, and so mm-hmm. you just yeah. Um, but but also I think that was kind of saying like b- the people who helped you like may remember you know like people might remember you you may think oh they see so many patients a day they're not going to remember you and it's like no they actually yes. do maybe I, I that's what I I didn't mean like I do feel like I didn't get what they were trying to do there mm-hmm. so that's you know but it was it, I liked I did like the like uh, are you a new mom yeah why this is lipstick <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I that felt that just felt and she was very kind about it but oh speaking of unkind doctors Daniel Davis played the 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 surgeon who this is not for for Laurel but uh, in Star Trek: The Next Generation he plays Moriarty um, Professor Moriarty because they have a hollow deck and then they have a hologram of Moriarty who becomes so smart he obtains sentience and keeps trying to get out of the hollow deck. 
and is interesting for people because they brought they have the new Star Trek series where uh, Patrick Stewart has come back, and the big bad guy, I guess, in the next series is going to be this guy coming back as Moriarty. Oh. So that he's got a new, new, uh, or at least he's going to be a big character. They're featuring him in the trailers. So okay, this guy was it's not just, familiar to me at all, and that could be why um, he had a very like. If you go back and you watch it, and just imagine that this guy is a, um, Victor, uh, he, his famous character is a Victorian, you know, villain. His voice fills, because that's what I recognize. I go, I don't recognize his face, but boy, his diction and the way he speaks seems really familiar. I was like, oh yeah, he is Moriarty. <laughs> um, I I tell you the first time I, I started tearing up, which is when Niles is, t- you know, Daphne, he's about to go into surgery and Daphne's sitting on his bed and he's like, now Daphne, here's where the important papers are. And Daphne, Ugh, she's like, yeah. why do you keep saying Daphne? And he's like, I just want to say your name as many times as I can. Woo, guys, someone was cutting onions. <laughs> I liked when they showed Martin introducing Kid Frazier mm-hmm. to Niles, partly because it was funny and partly because that kid is staring right into the camera when that scene starts. <laughs> also, like that kid seems entirely too old for the age difference between Frazier and Niles, but <laughs> maybe. But I, I don't know. But that kid, it was, I also think that kid's way too old to not know to look straight into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> if he's a child actor but anyway oh, speaking of that's one thing going back to home alone briefly in watching home alone i was like how long did it take them to film this movie because children can only be on set and on camera for like a very limited number of hours a day mm-hmm. and macaulay culkin is like in 85 percent of that movie so i'm like did it take them just forever because they could only have him on set for like a certain number of hours a day there's a uh... Not to go back to Christmas Vacation, but there's the whole scene where he's going around to the family and they're talking about how happy is the lights are on mm-hmm. and Rust isn't in the scene and you don't notice how high they're shooting the camera so it feels like Rust is off camera mm-hmm. because Johnny Galecki was like, I couldn't be there anymore that day. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they're like, well, we got to shoot this scene. So they just wrote him out of the scene. Um, okay, well, that, that didn't answer my question at all. But uh, No, I, I, I don't know, I but it's the same thing. Like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how long they took. I know there's shots where that there are very small stunt people playing. Like when he goes through the door on the sled, that's not uh, McCoy yes. Culkin. Yes. Because uh, we were, it was funny when they said that in the video we watched because I went, oh, I guess they wouldn't have stunt children. <laughs> like yeah. they wouldn't just get another child that they're like, you're not pretty enough to be a movie star <laughs> well, kid. I was thinking about that when the, um, when he, zip lines across his backyard i was like yes. oh like yeah like there are it's it's usually women who play yeah like, yeah it's like just petite women stunt women who mm-hmm. play um children so anyway uh can we talk about real quick how much i did not need to see the scene where they explained why hester was dying oh hester's his mom name I know, right i know but why I just didn't like it. I was like, I this feels I, I felt it felt super manipulative and maybe that's partly because i was already like I don't like this episode because it feels like they're trying to make me cry and I just wanted to watch some Frasier. Oh. I'd also come back from a long car ride and, mm-hmm. and so maybe I was a little grumpy. But then them going like, we're sorry, Mr. Crane, but your wife, her x-rays don't look good. And I was like, oh, get over yourself. Get out of here. I don't need this. I was kind of surprised we didn't see Martin in the hospital after having been shot. Well, he talked about it, so I think maybe that was... Right, but I was surprised like that wasn't one of his hospitals. But I, mm-hmm. I, I think Niles made a really good point, while, even though he was high on drugs, where he's like, the hospital like holds so many memories. Like The hospital sees you at all of these, whether good or not, milestone moments of your life. Um, and, yeah, I you, just... You, you know what? With him doing that speculative thing, it feels like this should have been a season finale. Mm-hmm. That's a and good then, point. Like, but I think it should have ended with them going, 
you know, Miss Crane, Mrs. Crane, she's, he's doing okay. Like, mm-hmm. like not like a cliffhanger, but one, I liked that whole, it felt like some of the ones where they have the weird introspection. Yes. Um, I, uh, an LOL, I just want to make sure I get in there is when they're talking about the best of Crane episode and Roz is like, yeah, I think they're piping <laughs> it into the OR yeah. as anesthesia. <laughs> and then she just keeps going and Frank's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's your show too, Roz. <laughs> yeah. It's a good point. Good point. Do you, do you have anything else you want to talk about from this episode? Because maybe we could rate it and get into the next one. Uh, four out of ten chunky bars. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, okay. It played it, it played my heartstrings like a fiddle. So I, That's fine. I'm going to give it probably eight marathon bars. Whoa! Now Seven I will say, I will say I've started writing like as I thought them. Um, like my, uh, you know, like as my ratings, as I watch them, mm-hmm. but after talking to you, it did raise my opinion of this. I probably would have been closer to a six. I feel like I, I, I kind of see your way of thinking, but at the time I was like, you know, Meh, I don't like it. Um, but also, I will say I did remember this episode. And so I think I knew what I oh, knew yeah, what I was, I was going into. I knew I was going into a heavy episode. Okay. Uh, I was going to ask you that if, if, if these were things you remembered mm-hmm. or now, do you remember any sort of like on a very special episode? No, of... I don't. This was 2000, the fall of 2002, right? I was a senior in high school. I was pretty busy by then. So I don't know how much like <laughs> other than just when TV was on. I don't know how much. TV right. Was right. right. Um, the next one is don't go break in my heart. Uh, after recovering from his heart surgery, Niles adopts a new zest for life with a pomposity that drives everyone else up the wall. That's a we- I don't know how you would describe this one because I don't think the big thing was he had a zest for life. It was he was worried about things. Mm-hmm. That he had like a fear that he was masking with like, yeah, you know, this positive outlook. Um, now, I will say I liked this one better, mm-hmm. but I do feel like I have significantly less notes because I think maybe I was just sitting around enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, okay. So a, a big question I have right off the bat. Are soap operas still on like is all my children and days of our lives and like young and the restless are those still those are the ones i think were on you know most recently well it's interesting to me because i feel like they've they're still yes there are still daytime soaps i believe because every once in a while i hear about some actor or actress that like is on something i watched i'm like what have they done before this and it's a soap Okay. Like Melissa Fumero from uh-huh. Brooklyn yes. Nine Nine was doing soaps before that. Like she's the big one I think of. But it's always I look up someone and they're like, oh, they were on soaps, and then it's always like a young person, or I'm like, oh, they've done it recently. You know, like yeah. I like it, some of that stuff is still so on. I, I don't know. Like it. I didn't realize this that all my children's not on anymore. So only four of them as of last season were still on: Bold and the Beautiful, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, and The Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also feel like the idea of what like soap operas are have in some ways come to the mainstream where it's like, it's a story I can just jump in, but there's all this character stuff. Like, I feel like there's a lot of like primetime soap opera ish stuff. I mean, I feel like the first time the, the, the big major one I could think of that they used to was desperate housewives was essentially a soap opera for a long time. Not exactly, but I feel like, yeah, like one of those like soapy, primetime ones um i i do need to say days of our lives this in september moved to uh peacock so it's no longer on nbc mm. like that you get over the air 
Tara uh, refers to all her to Blue Bloods and NCIS and Criminal Minds as her stories, which I think is funny. Yes. She's like, I got to catch up on my stories. Oh, yes. And my, my grandmother called them her, well, she didn't watch soap operas, but um, she called them her programs like Golden Girls, mm-hmm. Matlock, Murder, She Wrote, her programs. Um, I have a few LOLs at the beginning. I will say the first thing I have, of course, is Niles being into Young and the Restless and that kind of thing. Um, I do hope this whole heart thing, like they don't just drop it after this, because I know this was kind of like, quote unquote, a three episode arc, Mm -hmm. even though it kind of wasn't. I mean, it was a plot line. I hope it's something that gets brought up later. Um, Let's eat before the Facon loses its shape was really funny. (laughs) I I love I loved sausages and Facon. And now I feel Mm -hmm. like so there there, there was a place in D.C. that had vegetarian sausage that was actually better than their regular sausage. So I was like, oh, man, things have come so far in 20 years with meatless substitutes or meat i like substitutes. meat substitutes where they don't try and make it taste like mm-hmm. sausage i mean using the same like spice blend mm-hmm. as like a pork sausage i think is good mm-hmm. but like i like those ones that are like this is a vegetarian burger and not like a fake i i will say i have had some really amazing impossible burgers that are really yeah. good yeah i was you know I'm, I'm dating a vegetarian and we were actually just talking yesterday about you know veggie burgers and the good ones and the bad ones and stuff and i, I do think that the general consensus is that they've come very far and are like there's i have some guy friends who are very like we, we eat our meat we like to grill and even they are like you know what i think it's impossible burgers that they really like the other line I wrote for the LOL was so few cats dress for the symphony anymore. Yes. And I do not remember what that was. But. Um, because Frazier comes in um, humming that uh, like Mozart concerto or something that's on that CD. And Roz is like, wait, I know that song. Oh, right. And right, then she's right, like, yes. no, it's from. And so I actually wrote down this reminds me of when like so many classical songs I know because they were like in a Looney Tunes episode or a commercial. Yes. Like the whole reason I know. Um, Gosh, is it? It's whatever the beef. It's what's for dinner song. You know that. So that's Copeland, and the only way I know that is Tara, a, mu- a music major, and her friend, uh, a music teacher, and and very good French horn player, were saying something, and I made some comment about like blah 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 blah. Yeah, and then the beef. It's what's for dinner song. They're like, you mean Copeland, and like had a good laugh at me, and I'm like, I hate all of you, you nerds. I want to take your milk money so bad right now. I hate you. Says the person who was in the band. Um. Anyway, listen. I was in the band because I like the I like to. You, you like to get the ladies. <laughs> well, I mean, let's not go into the the realism of of, of band nerds and their. Okay, this is actually true. Libido. Um, <laughs> I I had a uh, an LOL right off the bat when. Uh, Gertrude says that she needs her own telly because Niles has been watching soaps on mm-hmm. hers and, and Daffy's like, you have your own telly in Manchester. Yeah, that bit was funny. I like that Fraser Crane kept reminding God that it's me, Dr. Dr. Fraser Crane. Crane. That reminds me of those commercials. I, I, I think it's might be progressive insurance where it's like, don't turn into your parents. And it's that guy keeping millennials from turning into her parents. Yes. And the current one is like the him playing a voicemail. And it's like, hi, it's Jenny. You can reach me at blah, 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 blah. And they're like, okay, what is the, what's the problem here? And it's like, she just said the number twice. No one's going to be like, no, no, no. It's like, oh, she just had her last name. Nope. They, they know who it is. I used to love those commercials, but now they seem kind of mean. I don't know why. There's like a little turn where there kind of feels like they're, he's being mean to the the people he's helping and the first one was just like 
very straightforward and felt like a therapist. And I don't know why I used to like Terry used to make fun of me because I would laugh out loud every time they came on. And I was like, I don't like them now. They're mean. He's, oh. He seems like he's looking down on his patients and I don't like that. <laughs> I think it's a little of a tough love approach, but um, maybe. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that, too. I also just going going off on Frazier's Pact with God, where if, you know, he'll be nice to Niles and won't argue with him if God saves Niles. When, when Roz is like, you know, do you really think God would do that? He's like, God is ruthless. Have you read the Old Testament? Yes. And this and is I- where it goes into, you know, I, I, I went to SMU. I took intro to New Testament. And that that's a big part of like that class is like the New Testament was so revolutionary to people because the Old Testament, God was a mean and spiteful God and like mm-hmm. always punishing people. And the New Testament is like, hey, everybody, here's eternal life. Just take it. Here for the taking. Yep. So um, that's probably that was also the bit with the lightning where he tried to go back on it and yeah. then he started lightning. It was very funny. I, I, I always find that joke funny. Like my we had a, there's always a joke about when you say something like anywhere close to blasphemous, like mm-hmm. not not like I'm running around my family saying blasphemous things, mm-hmm. but if it's like. I don't know. I don't really want to go to church. My dad would like look up at the sky and take two steps away from me and things yes. like that. Like that was always a bit. Yes. That was always the thing. Like we, we would scooch away from people if they said something like that. Yes. Um, I really enjoyed because this goes like all the way back to an early, maybe even the first season when Frazier is sick and Niles fills in with him, fills in for him. And Niles is like, Oh, oh tell them, tell them what you just said to me. And Frazier's like, Freud is a poor man's you. Yes. <laughs> well, that's um, like a, uh, yeah, that's a running gag of, Fraser's a Freudian and Niles is a Jungian. Yes. Um, I want one of those punch balloons. I feel oh. like it would be very therapeutic. I love that it's just a clown. <laughs> I had one growing up. Oh my gosh! I need my parents to tell me why I had one, but I had like an inflatable one. Like it was called like a bot bag. And it's for the obvious rage that's behind those eyes. I was a very, I was a very <laughs> angry child. What can I say? Um. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I really, I enjoyed those. Um, I do also want to say that uh, Niles's shirts that he was wearing this whole episode looked so soft. I just, I know, oh, like, I didn't even notice. They, they look like they were perhaps like a cashmere type of, just like loose, soft, like long sleeve polos and stuff. And I was just like, gosh, like I, I found myself just staring at them at times, being like, I thought those were so soft. <laughs> um, one, uh, one thing I want to, I want to put in, oh. Oh, I wrote Fraser's eyes look extremely blue in the I elevator. Okay, that okay. Too. I was I was like, oh yeah, I didn't notice he had blue eyes. Wow, they're just striking today. Like, what like, is going I on? I don't notice eye color. Like same, really same, at same, same. all. So like yeah. earlier when I said behind those eyes of yours, the rage behind those mm-hmm. eyes, I went, Wait, what color are Laurel's eyes? Yeah, like, exactly. In my head, I was like, should I I wish I had a color I could pull out here. But yeah, they were they were striking blue. Yes. Yes, I noticed that as well. To the point that I was like, is Kelsey Grandma wearing colored contacts? Like, I don't know. Maybe it was just good lighting that day or whatever. And, I, and the one last thing I have written down is, we all know, if you've listened to this, this podcast, uh, uh, Craniacs, um, you know I'm hashtag Raw Squad for life. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's. I just want to give a little quick shout out to uh, Daphne Moon as Nurse Naughty. Uh, that was, um, I like that. Okay. <laughs> Oh God! I, I actually I wrote down that <laughs> Roz's Roz's hair in the previous episode where it was that kind of curly hair, not a great look for her. Also, her pants were ill-fitting. They did a complete 180 in this episode. Roz's hair looked great. Her outfits were great. I was like, okay, I feel like maybe y'all like ordered the wrong size of something in the previous episode, and now now we're back on like things fitting Perry Gilpin. But um, I was I don't remember why. I think I was going to make a meme for the Facebook group or something, but I was like, I look trying to look up. 
pictures of Roz. You don't. You don't have to make excuses. You're just looking. I at don't. Well, of Roz. Uh, yeah. Well, no. I was just like it was Thursday, um, but I was. I can't remember why, but I just. I just put in like Roz Doyle headshots. Im- Google image. Like I was looking. I'm like. None of, like these are all very disappointing. <laughs> like none of them are capturing the 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 beauty that is Roz. I don't know why it was. Well, there weren't a lot that were giving her hair justice. Justice, yeah. It was very. Uh, I just and it. That's probably why I can't remember. Like I, I, it was. I was going to get like it was something where it was like. I think there was something going around Twitter where it was like pick your four, um, dream women, and I was just going to do four pictures of Roz or whatever and I was looking for different pictures and I was just like these are I wouldn't put up any of these like these are not great like they just mm-hmm. look like she was like mm. I don't know what it was anyway um I do have uh an lol when Frazier goes over to Niles's to pick him up for dinner and Daphne's packing up the um canned goods for the poor and she says like you'll probably think it's silly and Frazier's like I've done a lot for the poor you have no idea yeah. idea how many vacations I bought at silent auctions and I feel like that is such a wealthy person's perspective on how to help I mean yes Money is a very important tool in, right. for all nonprofits. Very necessary, but I just yeah, just like write a check, go on a vacation. So I also feel like they've started integrating uh, like the, the 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 misconception of what someone's talking about in the last few episodes. Because in the last episode, there's the thing where Fraser's being annoying, and someone's like, "Oh, Niles, you'll get." Th-. He's like, "I'm so sorry, you have to put up with this." And he goes, "Oh, you know, it's been my whole life." And he thinks he's talking about Fraser and not like the heart surgery oh, yeah. or he, something. He says, "I'm pretty used to him by now." Yeah, that there's something down. like they've they've started putting in those jokes where like they think they're talking about someone else or something else. It's kind of funny. Anyway, um, we did have a guest caller, Grant, called to say that he uh, his grandmother recently died and he was sad that he really never got to tell her how much he you know loved her. That's mm-hmm. one of the times that Niles calls in to be like, "Let me share as I've ducked the Sith of the Grim Reaper recently and stuff." Yeah, that was played yeah. by John Turturro. Did not recognize that voice at all. Me either. Oh, I looked so, it up. I mean, I, I love John Turturro, but what, what I mean, he's I, also... What do I know John Turturro from? I know the name. Is he a director? So, oh, I'm thinking of John Turtletop. No. <laughs> um, there was, wasn't there, there was like a, a, how did this get made where they talked about Turtletop movies or something? Oh. oh. Or maybe it was a blank check. Anyway, uh, they're talking about the, I know what it was. It was a With Gorley and Rust. I'm completely off track. Turturro has been in a lot of... Um, uh, Spike Lee and uh, um, oh, who are the brothers? Joel and Ethan Cohen brothers oh, movies. Okay. So he's can, Jesus from Big Lebowski. I can picture. I've seen Big Lebowski once and I fell asleep. So okay. Um, I can picture I, it, him. If you put a picture of him, you'd see him in, in a bunch of stuff. Oh yeah, yes. I mean, I am picturing. Wow, he also can really change his appearance a lot. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, he, also, oh, his brother, voice. Oh, he's in Severance. Barton Fink. Oh, he is. Batman. Oh yeah, he's in the newest Batman. Finn he's is one of the. He frequently co- collaborates with Adam Sandler, the Coen Brothers, and Spike Lee. Wow, that is. I got two out of three. I'm pretty excited yeah, for myself. Th- th- that, that's impressive, but that is also a wide variety of. Um... He's in a good show, kind of just as a quick like if your recommendation. Uh, there's like a five episode series on HBO Max, uh, called The Night of. Uh, oh yes. with I remember that. He's the the lawyer with like eczema. Is- Riz Ahmed in that? Yes, he's the main character. Yes, and it was kind of like written and put together by James Gandolfini, and he was supposed to be the Bill Camp role, the 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 detective that's looking into it. And then he passed, so which is a real bummer. I think they filmed some of his scenes, and they had to go back and change it. Yeah. 
Um, okay. Uh, do we want to rate this episode? Yes. Uh, do you want to go first? Yes, I'm going to give it seven very soft uh, Niles shirts. <laughs> I give it six out of ten soysages. <laughs> nice. Nice. I've also started writing two things down just in case you pick one of them. Yeah, that's really smart. That's really smart. Um, I, I watched these this morning, so uh, yep. I just, yeah. Um, and well, I, in the next episode, I don't know if you saw, I just, you know, it, it's something mm-hmm. about, it had, had we, 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 we Two Kings, I think. It's a Christmas episode, and I'm so glad we're actually on time for a Christmas We did really episode. good this year, yeah. Yeah, just, you know, just, <laughs> that hair, this hair flip is for you and me. <laughs> well, Craniacs. Uh, get us, let us know what you thought about these episodes. Let us know if, if your heartstrings were tugged or if you had a cold, dead lump where once a heart was in your chest like me for the first episode. Uh, we are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. At craniacs at Twitter, uh, Twitter. Doc, blah, 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 blah. At, uh, I'm having to stroke help. Oven <laughs> uh, stove, at, oven stove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at craniacs on Twitter. Um, Kind of curious how much longer we'll be there, but we'll see. I'm actually working on a Tumblr for us. Not that that's much of a different thing, but I also... Listen, I went back when Twitter dissolved and I've been going on these all these different social medias. My Tumblr was still there. And I was apparently very into Kristen Bell, which I don't remember too much. But anyway... Yeah, I uh, deleted a lot of stuff. But anyway, so we might have a Tumblr up. Who knows where else we'll be. We could be on all the, the 8 million other... Social media is coming out of the Twitter fallout. But for right now, we are on Twitter. But you can also find us on Facebook, uh, Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. Uh, wherever you listen to us, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, CastBox, Pocket Casts. I found a whole bunch of other places we were recently. Oh, okay. Wherever that's, you that's find right, us. That's right, because you've, you've shunned Overcast now, haven't you? It's not so much as shunning as it just doesn't do the, the... I'm listening to everything on Spotify again, except for some patreon stuff i've gone over to apple Podcasts. this is very interesting radio mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but wherever you listen to us give us a five-star review the highest review possible tell a friend about us um subscribe to us if you get automatic downloads that really helps us if you just feel bored one day go back and download some other episodes that really helps but whatever you do that five-star rating helps the most if you feel like giving us a four-star or lower rating laurel may have something for us this week that you could do instead? I, I do i also kind of wonder if this is a recommendation that you've made before but mm. i'm gonna just uh co-opt it as my own now um i have started dabbling <laughs> so in- if so if it is you want me to shut up and just let you keep going <laughs> yeah yeah i do <laughs> we're gonna see how many people take the recommendation now that i've made it um jeez <laughs> uh that I hit just, home i've recently started listening uh dabbling in the podcast smartless hosted by jason bateman and sean hayes and will arnett um hmm I, I, have we talked about it on here before? I don't know if you've, if you've recommended it or just mentioned Tara's it. Tara's super into it. Um, I'm into it in that when we go on a uh, road trip, I don't like switching from my phone to her phone for a couple mm-hmm. reasons. Mm-hmm. So I download a bunch of smart lists that I know she'll like so we can listen to that on the road. This, I think we talked about Promises, Promises and that Sean Hayes, they always make yes. fun of him for me. Okay. So we have talked about it. But um, anyway, I... I really only listen to it if I'm interested as to who who they're talking to. But one of the most charming things about it is just the that the three hosts give each other. They Mm -hmm, are just mm -hmm. like merciless to each other. And I love it because it's just so nice to see that Hollywood people have somebody to bring them, you know, down to down to earth. Like they make fun of Jason Bateman for Teen Wolf 2. And they they make fun of him for just being like he doesn't like to go anywhere because they did one recently where Will Arnett, who like talks on zoom with jason bateman's wife on a fairly regular basis 
like his wife got mad at him because he, they weren't invited to his wedding. He's like, Jason told me not to invite you. <laughs> you invite you guys. And Jason's like, I just don't want to go. Like he doesn't want to do anything. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, anyway, I just, I really enjoyed it. <clears throat> I really like the Steve Carell. If you need an episode to jump into the Steve Carell episodes, really good. Steve Carell just seems like the sweetest person in the world. The sweetest, most humble person in the mm-hmm. world. Um, they had one with Joe Biden recently where they all were losing their minds over the fact that they were going to be talking to, the president they actually were all in person for that one um they were pretty much losing their minds over it um so anyway i just i i i enjoy i enjoy listening to friends talk with each other which is i'm sure why many of you listen to craniacs because you enjoy the same thing so um yeah just smart list it's been on for a few years so this is by no means like revolutionary but if you haven't given it a try i recommend it i think they do a good job of if you're worried about like going back from the beginning and starting just pick some people that you would love to hear from as a guest and just jump in and i think for the most part, like the only bits I can think of are Tracy is the big bit, the Sean's uh, cousin in Wisconsin that whenever they talk about a, a Hollywood industry term, they go, Tracy, what that is. And they just start talking directly oh. to Tracy to explain <laughs> what the industry term is. They're like, uh, pilot season is when all the actors show up to go out. For, you know, <laughs> they, they, they do that. And I was like, they kept saying Tracy. And I was like, there's one episode. Do. They do a pretty good job explaining what that means. But I was like, who's tra- I looked at Tara and I was like, who's Tracy? What is this? What are they talking about? Anyway. Yeah, see, things like that, which I'm, I'm okay not knowing and just, you know. Uh, it's so quick. It's just quick yeah. banter and patter back and forth. Yeah, and it's, yeah, I just, I really, I, I enjoy it. Also, because I feel like they all are a little similar in the, uh, how am I, how can I say this? They're all kind of held in roughly the same level of esteem in Hollywood, so it's fun to see them like just I don't mm-hmm. know, listen to them brag on each other. I, I now the understand other... why my mom like likes well, like when she would visit DC, she just liked sitting there. All my friends and I just like shot the sh. So mm-hmm. they, I will say one more thing just about the gimmick of the show that's that I think is very cool is only one of them knows who the guest is going to be that yes. week. Which is very cool to listen to people. That's why there was <laughs> I forgot who the the actor was. Man, who was it? I can't remember, but it was might have been Tony Hale. That one was really good. But it was it was Jason Bateman just kept reading his Wikipedia <laughs> and he would ask him like very specific questions that were obviously from the Wikipedia and that became the bit. He's like, uh, I heard that in uh, 1996 this happened or whatever. So. It was it, I, I, again. If it's a show where you're talking about bits, like it's like a good episode, like we would talk about a Frasier bit, mm-hmm. like that. That's to me the sign of a good podcast. So it's, it's, it's. A, I've never heard of this show and I've never watched it. Thanks for recommending it, Laurel. <laughs> but thank you all for listening uh, to our little podcast. Uh, like I said, download, subscribe, We're rate, review. We're thankful for you. Seattle. We're thankful for you. That's what I said at Thanksgiving when we had a little moment of of, of reflection. But uh, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all.